Welcome to the Brands Built to Impact podcast, where we believe business is simple, not easy, but simple. In each episode, I take you behind the scenes of what it truly means to reverse engineer success by having honest and candid conversations about marketing, impact, and entrepreneurship so that you can build a profitable, sustainable, and truly impactful business. Oh, before I forget, I'm Danae, serial entrepreneur, brand and marketing strategist, and believer in your big, bold dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Brands Built to Impact podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. We are diving into part two of this series that we're doing on value. What does that look like to give and provide value in our businesses? So in the last episode, we talked about why content doesn't equal value. I wanted to start with that because I feel like in this digital marketing space and in entrepreneurship land, the more content you produce, the more value you're providing. That's the message and that's kind of the idea that everyone has. And I disagree with that. I don't think that value equals content or information or the amount of information that you give, value actually equals results and the type of transformation that you're getting for your audience, whether that's through your free guides and downloads or through your paid products and services. So I wanted to really dive into that because I wanted us to dispel that idea that the more information that we're pumping out into the world, that means that our product or service or our brand must be more valuable in the eyes of our audience, and that just isn't true. Now, I'm not saying not to create content because content marketing can be very effective, especially in industries that content marketing is a large piece of the sales funnel. What I am asking us to do is create content with intention to really look at the transformation and results that we're getting people and how can we bake that into every single thing that we do? How can we really bake in that transformation, that result into everything that we are producing in our businesses so that it doesn't become about more, more, more information and how much you're giving people, but really about how impactful is the content that you're providing, how results-based and transformation-based is the content that you're providing your audience. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into the psychology of value, what that means, what that looks like. And then at the end, I'm going to be giving you two, two things. Number one is five ways to start incorporating this into your business if you don't create content or are just getting started, don't have a business idea or services, or you're pivoting and you're thinking about providing new services or whatever the case may be, whatever you are looking to put out into the world, I'm going to give you five ways to incorporate what I talk about today. And then if you are creating consistent content or you have a pretty good bank of services or products that you provide your audience, I'm going to give you five ways to audit what you're doing to be more effective. This may be very helpful for some of you because it may mean that you don't need to be producing more content. It might just mean that you need to talk about your content in a different way. Or for some of you, this may be an indicator that you need to start creating content on a higher level and kind of really up the ante in terms of how you're creating that content. Before I dive into the psychology of value, none of this will work if you don't understand your ideal client on a very, very deep level. Now, what do I mean by that? 
a lot of times when we hear ideal client avatar or understanding our ideal clients, we're really thinking about the demographics of our ideal clients or some of those worksheets you've probably done that help you walk through who is my ideal client, what do they look like, all of those things. But what I really want you to understand about your ideal client in this scenario is the psychological and emotional reasons why they buy. Now, if you've never done that before where you've really dug into your ideal client that deeply, I'll be doing a podcast episode on that so that you're more equipped in your business to come at everything from the perspective of your ideal client. Understanding your ideal client on the psychological and emotional level will really allow you to create and craft messaging that speaks to them directly and isn't just kind of the fluff and general stuff that we're seeing out in the marketing world today. It will be stuff that really resonates with them on that deeper level. The reasons why people buy, the reasons why we buy anything come from an emotional and psychological place. I'm sure you've heard that we buy things emotionally, and then we justify it in our mind. So that means that whatever we're purchasing, whenever we're exchanging our money, our time, our energy, whatever that is for something else, we are always emotionally invested and we're bought in psychologically before we ever justify it in our minds, whether that's through the price point or the logistics or whatever, we're already bought in emotionally before we justify the rationale behind why we bought it. So for you to be creating content that's really of value to your audience, you need to understand them on that level so that you can better explain why this product or service or free guide or checklist or video series or workbook is going to serve them really, really well because you're able to speak to the thing that will help them get bought in before they ever give you their email address or their attention, their time, their money. So I really want you to dig into that first. Really understand the psychology of your ideal client before you start digging into some of these things because if you don't do that, you'll be in the same place as when you started and that is speaking to them on this very surface level as opposed to speaking to them at a deeper psychological, emotional level. So with that out of the way, let's dive into the psychology of value. Now, I can't talk about the psychology of value in terms of marketing and business without starting with Maslow's hierarchy. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is this psychological framework for thinking about how people are motivated, why people are motivated to do things. This psychological model was created by Abraham Maslow around the 1940s to really dive in and speak to our human needs and what motivates us to do the things that we do. And he created this five-tier pyramid model, which we now know as Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Basically, he stated that people need to tend to the things on the bottom of the pyramid before they could ever start achieving some of the things at the higher levels of the pyramid. So in essence, the bottom tiers of this pyramid need to be fulfilled before we can fulfill any of the higher level needs that we have as human beings. So I'm going to dive into those five tiers really quickly, starting from the very basic bottom one. The bottom tier is our physiological needs. So we need food, water, warmth, rest. Those are just like the bare minimum basics that we need as human beings. The second tier above that is safety. We need to feel secure and stable in our life and surroundings. The third tier is love and belonging, stating that we as human beings need romantic relationships, friendships, 
a sense of community and belonging to be able to feel like we are being fulfilled. The fourth tier is esteem. So feelings of accomplishment and prestige and feeling like you are making a positive contribution to the world and society. Last but not least, the fifth tier is self-actualization. So achieving one's full potential. This also includes our creative activities and outlets. So if we're looking at this pyramid model of our needs as human beings, Maslow was saying that we need to first tend to the basics like our food, our water, warmth, feeling like we are rested to be able to achieve any of these other higher level things like finding community and feeling like we're accomplishing the things we're supposed to be accomplishing or want to be accomplishing. And then even further than that, leaning into who we were meant to be and achieving our full potential in life. That's how he felt that that model really worked. Now, Maslow's hierarchy of needs has been disputed and whether or not people actually move very fluidly through the five tiers or whether that's actually our human needs or not. All of those things have been disputed. However, people really resonate with these tiers and really resonate with all of these things on an emotional level of wanting to be safe and secure and find belonging and feel like they are accomplishing things and also fulfilling their fullest potential as a human being. All of these things are things that resonate with people. And so it's become a model that is still used because of those reasons, because people resonate with it so much, which means that there's some truth and validity to that structure. So now what does this have to do with business and marketing, right? So what happened was because this model resonated with people so much, some marketers decided to apply this concept and this model to marketing and business. So a couple people from Bain and Company, which is a marketing technologies firm, did a study on how they can apply Maslow's hierarchy to the business world. These people were Almquist, Scherer, and Cleghorn. And the three of them really started digging into this. It was really started by Almquist, who had been a consultant for 40 plus years. And he was really trying to create this framework to help businesses better communicate their value to their consumers, to their clients, to other businesses, and all of those good things. So he started kind of digging into this, and his co-workers joined him in this study, and they created a model, a pyramid model, that follows the same structure as Maslow's hierarchy and applied it to business. And this thing is brilliant. I absolutely love it. It helps me kind of frame how I produce content and put things out into the world. It also really helps me in terms of messaging because we talked about in the last episode that value really comes from how you are packaging what you are providing your audience. Now, I'm not saying to create subpar content or products and services and then market them through your messaging as something that they're not. But If you are baking these elements of value into your product, service, free guides, downloads, whatever it may be, you can better communicate that through your messaging because you'll know what elements of value you've baked into whatever it is that you've created. And that's exactly what this pyramid model for business is called, the elements of value. And we're going to dig into this elements of value and really talk about what that looks like from a business perspective. Because I'm sure as I was talking about Maslow's hierarchy, you could 
get the sense and understanding that that makes sense, right? We first need to have our physiological needs met. I'm not going to be looking to fulfill my highest potential if I'm starving all day, every day. That will be something that I want to rectify first, right? Like I want to be able to rectify that before I can go on and try and find a community of people to hang out with or friends or family, right? And because that process and that way of thinking makes sense. It makes sense that it would apply in a business perspective as well because we are all just human beings working in our businesses, buying things. We are the consumers and we are the businesses, right? So because of that, this model really works in helping you create a framework for your business and how you include these elements of value so that your audience is bought in emotionally and psychologically before they ever even look at the price point. Because if someone can be bought into what you're creating from an emotional and psychological standpoint, then pricing becomes a little less important because they're willing to pay for whatever that value is going to bring them in their life emotionally, psychologically, and all of those things, right? So let's dive into the elements of value and what that looks like from a business perspective. Now, the people at Bain & Company astutely created two different forms of this pyramid, one for B2B businesses, so business-to-business businesses, and one for B2C businesses, business to consumer businesses. And when I was deciding which one I was going to dive into for this episode, because we don't have time to dive into both, I ultimately decided on the B2C pyramid. The reason for that is that the business to business pyramid has a lot of nuance and a lot of things that are coming from a organizational perspective and come from the perspective of the business. So like if the business was a person, how would it make these decisions, which is all good and well and really helpful to look into. So I will be linking all of these resources in the show notes for you guys. But The business to consumer comes at it from the perspective of an individual person making a decision about whether they are going to purchase something, download something, watch something, all of those things. And even if you are a B2B business, I'm a B2B business, a lot of the times when we are talking to people, we are talking to an individual or we are providing resources to an individual person. And so a lot of the things in the B2C pyramid really apply to both B2C businesses and B2B businesses. And so I figured we would dive into that one in depth. Now, Maslow's hierarchy has five tiers, but the B2C pyramid, elements of value pyramid, only has four, but we're going to dive into each one in depth and kind of think about value in this different perspective of how can we bake some of these things in. Now, when we're diving into this, I want you to keep this in mind that the bottom levels of the pyramid are the basics, the things that your product or service needs to have on a basic level for someone to think of it as valuable. And the more things that you bake in from higher tiers of the pyramid, the more valuable your product, service, or content, whatever it is, becomes. The reason for that is that you are baking in the deeper levels of emotional and psychological needs that we have as people into your product and service and fulfilling those through your product and service. So we want to be thinking about how we can not only bake in some of that basic stuff, which many of us already do, but how can we start incorporating some of these higher levels of value into our product and service to make it so that what we are providing our audience is providing them with a result and a transformation. So the very bottom level of this pyramid that we are applying to our marketing is the functional elements of value. What does that mean? So functional elements of value are things like 
Does it save your audience time? Does it help them simplify? Does it help them make more money? Does it reduce risk? Does it help them reduce costs? Does it help them get organized in their business? Is it something that helps inform and educate them? Is it something that allows them to reduce the effort or avoid hassle? Now, if you're like me, the first time I saw this, I was like, wait a whole darn second, because Those are the things that we basically include in our products and services, and we're like, we're done. This is super valuable. Please buy. Please sign up. Please subscribe. However, that is not the case. Those are the basics. Those are the basics that we need to provide for people to be like, oh, this is valuable. And when I realized that, that was such a light bulb moment for me because I was like, oh, these aren't things that are actually creating a transformation. If I'm telling someone that they're going to make money by improving the conversion of their website, that's just a basic. That's like something that they're like, okay, cool, that's what I need. But there has to be something more, something that is even deeper than that, that allows them to kind of be bought in emotionally before they'll even rationalize. So these functional things are the things that help them rationalize later on once they have bought into whatever you are providing them. So just think about that for a second. Saving someone time, money, simplifying their life, reducing the the amount of risk that they're taking on, helps them organize their business or their life, helps them avoid hassle or reduce effort, are the rationalization things that they use later on once they've emotionally committed to whatever you have going on. So if that's your only selling point is that you're going to help them make more money, you're going to help them simplify their life or their process, that's like an easy sell. That's not something that people are going to be like raving about years and years from now. It's not something that is going to help them become brand ambassadors for you. This is not something that's going to help them really create a deeper level transformation, which then makes them even more loyal and committed to your brand because these are the basics. These are the bare minimum, bare bones things that we need to do and provide as a business for something to be considered valuable. Now, tell me that does not just smack you in the face with cold water because that's what that did for me and listen, I was like, let me get it together and get some of these other elements of value in my product and service because I was I was slacking. I was slacking, guys. Okay, so the next level up is emotional elements. So these things are, does it help reduce anxiety? Does it uh, give them appeal to their design and aesthetics and attractiveness of something? Uh, does it al- provide access and give them access to things they wouldn't have had prior? Does it include something about their wellness or well-being, their therapeutic value of something? Is it fun and entertains them? Does it give them a sense of nostalgia, whatever it is that you're providing? These are the next tier up. So these are the things that are emotionally connecting to someone. So even for me as a designer, of course, I was saying that conversion web design is going to help them save time, make more money, allows them to reduce the amount of effort they're putting into their marketing because they have a machine that will consistently be getting them leads. And all of those are basic things that someone needs, right? So then I was like, okay, well, maybe I have some of these emotional elements. And I did in terms of design and aesthetics. That's like a next layer, like your website will be converting and make you money. And also, be really, really pretty and attract people because of how well it looks and how well it's designed, right? But still, that is not enough. That is just the second tier. And I was like, okay, well, clearly I've tapped out all of the tiers right here because I was not baking in these other higher level things that I'm going to talk about in just a second. I was only baking in these functional and emotional elements, which 
I am sure that most businesses are including functional and emotional elements into their marketing and the messaging of their product and service. However, these are the lower tier things and although they're really great, especially if you're including emotional elements and not just the functional, you are already on that next level. However, the tiers above this, you'll see when we start talking about them in just one second here, how much more they would allow you to get go deeper with your audience than just creating things that are going to like give, 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 give them all of these functional things, all of these basics, and also this emotional stuff that is kind of nice. But even thinking about like design and aesthetics, especially for me, that's not really like life changing, right? That's not really what that is. That's just, it's nice when something looks pretty and that makes them want to have something that looks pretty, but that's not really um, as deep as I would want to go with my audience. So the next tier, after we've done functional, emotional, the next tier is life-changing elements of value. And so what are these things? They are things that provide hope, allow them to self-actualize, or in other words, reach their full potential, motivation, heirloom, affiliation, and belonging. So does your product or service bake some of these things in? Now, a lot of times, so many people have these life-changing elements in their product or service. However, they bury them as part of the benefits, like the bells and whistles of a product or service, as opposed to making it the central reason why someone would want to book. So I can talk about this is going to help you make money all day long, or I could talk about how pretty this website or this brand is all day long. But if I am not giving people something bigger than that as the big idea, this idea of, for instance, I could speak to provides hope. Maybe this person feels like they aren't going to get to their income level that they want or have the life that they're looking for because it feels like this is such an oversaturated market and they will not have a brand that can stand out because all these other people have already beaten them to the punch and how can they position themselves in an oversaturated market and they're feeling kind of defeated, not too sure that this is going to work out or that they're going to be able to scale it beyond what they've already created. And if I can create my messaging around this provision of hope and letting them know that I have a step-by-step process that walks you through that, that allows you to create a brand that stands out in a saturated market and will help them reverse engineer their success and reverse engineer where they want to go. And this step-by-step process has proven results. I can provide hope in that way, as opposed to just speaking to some of these functional and emotional elements. I can really speak to some of these life-changing elements because imagine what it could do for someone if they started to believe that their brand and their business could become what they wanted it to become. And that means that they're going to be able to live the life that they want. They're going to have the type of impact that they want to have. They're going to be able to build this legacy that they're wanting to build or have always wanted to build. Now that becomes something a bigger draw. That's now even deeper. We've gone so much deeper than just creating a website or a brand. We've allowed someone now to have the type of life and business that they've always dreamed about. And that's huge. So Think about what your business and your product could be doing for people on these levels. And so many people already have this into their business, have already some of these things baked in. They just don't speak about them. They just think that this is like a checklist, like, oh yeah, we have a membership site and we have people in there that are similar to you and you'll be able to connect with them as opposed to highlighting that as like the core thing that, hey, 
This is a community of people. This is a group of people who are coming together to help you achieve your next level self. All of these people are in pursuit of becoming the best versions of their self of themselves and you are going to be a part of that. Most of the time that's a bigger draw than some of the bells and whistles that we as entrepreneurs tend to think are important in terms of what we're creating. And then last but not least, the last um, pyramid, the last tier of the pyramid is social impact elements of value. And that's self-transcendence. Are you allowing people, does your product or service allow people to transcend themselves and go above outside of themselves and be a part of something that's bigger than them and bigger than just them becoming their best person or their best self and allows them to give back to other people or pour into other people in big ways, whether that's the fact that when you buy something from us, we donate a certain portion to X, Y, and Z, or whether that's your community actually gets involved in helping people on a a very personal level. So let me run through those really, really quickly starting from the bottom tier, functional, emotional, life-changing, and social impact. These are the elements of value that we need to bake into everything that we do. And a lot of times we already have these baked into everything that we do as business owners. We just don't speak to them. And that's why in the last episode, I talked about how value is really about messaging and really about transformation and results. And transformation and results really happen in the messaging and how you are communicating that to your audience. Value really happens in the messaging. And this is why I was saying that You don't need to create more and more and more and more content or information. What you need to do is better communicate the ways in which your product, service, content you've already created, videos you've already created, create a transformation for your audience. How are you positioning the things that you're creating in a way that grabs people emotionally and psychologically before it grabs them on the bells and whistles front? Are there ways that you can start to repurpose some of the content you've created and change the messaging up around it so that you can better communicate the value of what you're doing to your audience. Now, I promised you five different ways that you can speak to these elements in your content, in your product, in your service. Now, there's two different tips I'm gonna give. Five ways for you to do this if you've never created content or you're just getting started or you've never thought about this in this way, I'm going to give you a way to kind of dive into this and start thinking about your content and the value you're giving in your product and your service in this way. And then I'm going to give some to, I'm going to give you five tips for doing this if you already have a ton of content and you feel like you've already implemented a lot of these things, you just haven't done a really good job of speaking to those things. I'm going to give you some tips on that as well. So Let's start with if you've never thought of this or you are like, actually, I would like to do a full revamp of all the stuff I've done and kind of really think about why I've created some of the guides, videos, downloads, products, services that I've created, courses I've created, and really look at what this all means from this elements of value perspective. The first thing you're going to want to do is talk to your customers. They are the backbone that makes this work. What things are most valuable to them? What things are most important to them? Once you've talked with your customers, the second step will be to evaluate what you already have and see where you're already including some of these elements. So look at your services and audit them and say, hey, are we providing things in our package, in our service, in our product, in our course that goes beyond some of the basics? Do we just have things that help people make money in this package? 
are the benefits just solely related to these functional elements or are some of the things we speak to when we are communicating the value of this product or service are some of those deliverables some of these higher level things in this pyramid emotional life-changing allowing them to create some social impact what things have we baked into what we already have audit your content and really look at how you are positioning your content so this may not mean that you need to go and create all new guides and downloads but maybe it's that you change the title so that it speaks to a to a deeper emotional and psychological value level so once you've talked with your customers and you've evaluated what you already have and you see where you're already including some of these elements you're going to determine whether you need to add some of these elements or speak about them a little bit more in depth in terms of how you're putting that messaging out there to your audience. Are you communicating the value of what you have really well? And then lastly, you get to price. You determine pricing on these things. So the more elements of value you can include in a product or service, the more you can charge for it, basically. So again, those five things, if you've never thought about this before, is to talk to your audience or your clients, previous customers, and talk about what pieces outside of the functional things are really important to you, what emotional elements of value, what life-changing elements, or what social impact elements are very important to you. And again, I'll be including these links in the show notes so that you can go and review these yourself. The second step would be to evaluate what you already have and what you're already doing with some of these elements of value. How many of them have you incorporated into some of the things you've done or which ones haven't you ever included if you've never done this before or you're just getting started. The third step would be to determine if the elements need to be added on, which elements need to be incorporated or baked into whatever you're providing or which ones need to be drawn out even more. The fourth step will be messaging and finding what is the highest tier that you're including in this content or service that you're providing your audience and creating messaging around that. And last but not least, pricing. The more you include, the more you can charge um, if you're giving and are delivering on these higher elements of value. Now, for those of you who have already started and you have a bank of content to work with or you already have your services all laid out, I still recommend starting with the first five steps that I indicated just to kind of audit yourself and audit where your business is and kind of look at where you can make some improvements or revamp some of the stuff that you already have. But this is what you want to do moving forward with any of the content or services or videos or whatever it is that you're creating in your business that you're creating from this place. So number one is start with the results first. What result will this get someone? And really ask yourself outside of the functional things, what type of result will this get for someone? What is it that I hope that they will get from reading this blog post, downloading this guide, buying my product, buying my course, whatever it is, what is the end result that you're looking for? The next step is to figure out what are the tools that they need to be able to get that result. What things do you need to include in this guide that gets them that result? The next step is how can you bake some of these elements of value into this new piece of content that you're creating for your business? So looking at the tools that they need, the result that you want them to have when they're done interacting with this piece of content from you, 
What elements of value does it touch on for them? What elements of value does it fulfill? Once you've established that, you're going to go into number four, which is messaging. Again, now you're going to really take whatever it is that you're creating and create messaging around it that speaks to the highest element of value that you've included in this content. So yes, it's important to include some of those basic things that are quick wins, saving time, saving money, helping them reduce risk, all of those things. But make the core messaging around that higher element of value and speak to some of those deeper emotional and psychological things that they're wanting to be filled and just haven't found the right resource to be able to do that. And you're providing them with that resource. And then last but not least, number five, pricing. Again, same thing as before, the more elements of value that you can bake into your content and your messaging, the higher you can charge because it's fulfilling those deep, deep emotional psychological needs of your audience. Oh, that was a lot. And I'm so glad that we were able to get through all of that content. See why I broke this up into two episodes because I knew that this would be super, super intense. But I'm going to be including again, all of those links in the show notes so that you have them to look over them and kind of really dig into this. But I wanted to I wanted to create this episode mainly to encourage you to be able to start looking at your business from a deeper level as opposed to on the surface and implementing tactics and strategies that don't go beyond the surface, but really start looking at things from a deeper, more intentional perspective so that you can rise above the other people in your industry who are doing the same exact thing and you can rise above all of the saturation in the digital marketing space because you are speaking to your audience in a way that shows them that you really understand them as a person and not just as another person you're trying to sell to but like on that deep emotional level as a person you understand them you know what it is that they're hoping will be fulfilled by the things that they're buying or by the products and services that they're investing in now we as business owners cannot fulfill every emotional and psychological need of of people everywhere. But when it comes to the product and service we provide, there are some fears and anxiety and emotions that people have around whatever it is that we provide. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a business because people wouldn't pay us to solve those problems, right? So there are those emotional and psychological hangups around whatever it is that you provide your audience. And so when you can tap into those and show them, hey, I can relieve some of those things for you and create a result and transformation for you, that allows you to create a brand that people will rave and be fanatics about, which is exactly what we all want for all of our businesses. So I hope this episode was helpful and that this gave you a new perspective in thinking about how you create services, products, content, all those good things in your business but really allows you to reevaluate some of the things you've already done and take them to the next level without having to pump out even more information, but by speaking to the transformation and the elements of value that we talked about today. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of the episode. I am so, so grateful for you. If you haven't had a chance to do so yet, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you get a notification every time a new episode drops. If you're so inclined, feel free to leave a review. I would be forever grateful. Thanks again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.